Hi, welcome to Ha'igeret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought, in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Ari Ben Meir, and in the merit of the 30th yard site of Zeisel Botfegi, Zelda Marshall Bader. May her memory be a blessing. The existence of our planet Earth is very improbable. Lots of hypothetical studies have been done, and lots of numbers are thrown around. Some say that the likelihood of a planet such as Earth existing is one in a million millions. To clarify, that's one followed by 12 zeros. Others say that it's a one in 700 quintillion chance. Seven followed by 20 zeros. There are an estimated 700 quintillion planets in the universe, but only one like Earth. There were 700 quintillion chances to get the numbers right. But only once did the excuse this joke to hit the stars align. Had gravity been any stronger, any weaker, we may not exist. Had we been any closer or any farther from the sun, we may not exist. Had the amount of carbon dioxide been any higher or any lower, we may not exist. You get it, there are lots of conditions that had to be just right for us to be here. In the context of gravity, in the context of CO2 content in the atmosphere, in the context of our distance from the sun, the details matter. An extra decimal, an added zero, and we start fading away slowly like Marty McFly if he hadn't gotten to the dance in time. Did I do that cultural reference right? Details matter, too, in this week's Parsha, Teruma. B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, are instructed to build the Mikdash, or the Mishkan, a sanctuary for God to dwell in while B'nai Israel was in the desert. And let them make for me a sanctuary, so that I may dwell among them. V'asuli Mikdash v'shachanti betocham. The Torah goes on to detail exactly how the Mishkan should be constructed, from the exact cubits of the ark inside that will carry the luchot, the tablets, you know, the ones from the Ten Commandments, Aserat Hadibrot, specific design elements such as the fact that the menorah, the lamp in the Mikdash, should be hammered out of a single piece of gold, not soldered from many pieces, and then for the tent covering of the Mishkan itself, with the specific colors of purple, blue, crimson, and embroidered with the likenesses of Keruvim, cherubim, delightful angel creatures. There are so many psukim lines in this parsha detailing how the Mishkan should be built. In a succinct, carefully worded text such as the Torah, these details are not extraneous. So what is the message of the Mishkan? God wants us to be detail-oriented? God is a very strict interior designer? I guess, not to, not to lessen this so much, but the Mishkan's point is to be a reminder of creation. Our Torah commentators compare the descriptions of God's creation to the descriptions of our building of the Mishkan that our creation of the Mishkan is a microcosm of God's creation of the world. My humble take is that God created the world, and the Mishkan, or any sanctuary or place of holiness, is a reminder that we too are on earth to create. We had a hand in building the Mishkan in the same way that God had a quote-unquote hand in the specifics of our improbable universe. We have laws and ordinances and practices that help us to accomplish our creation, parallel to the laws and ordinances and instructions in building the Mishkan. The tiny details do not bog us down. They remind us that there is a bigger picture, that we are not God, we are human beings, human beings with sparks of holiness, created by the most holy, here to make the world more holy. If the Mishkan is meant to be a reminder of creation, I guess it could have looked like anything. But it didn't. The Mishkan had red and blue and purple fabric, it had a menorah with seven arms, and the planks on the Mishkan were ten cubits in length exactly. Earth could have been anything too, right? Well, as we spoke about earlier, no. 
Earth had to be just right. I've made this joke before, I'm so sorry, but our world is the Goldilocks of worlds. What if our atmosphere was made of 79% nitrogen instead of 78% or 20% oxygen instead of 21% oxygen? What if the pressure of gravity per square inch was 14.9 pounds instead of 14.7? Well, it doesn't matter what that would be because we wouldn't be talking about it. It wouldn't exist. But the question that I always ask and that you may be asking is, do we have this Mishkan today? No. The Mishkan was meant as a temporary dwelling for God while Bnei Yisrael trekked through the desert. And yet, pasuk after pasuk, line after line, and year after year, we read Parshat Terumah. We read the details of Mishkan that we no longer build. Nachmanides, known as the Ramban or Rabbi Moshe ben Nachman, taught that the Mishkan was an extension of Har Sinai, of Mount Sinai. God appeared to us there and continued to dwell among us in the Mishkan. Har Sinai was the source of Torah, just as the Mishkan served as the source once we began journeying. So this specific idea of a Mishkan with its cherubim and menorot and ramskin tents may no longer exist. But this idea of God's presence being portable and existing anywhere does. Any place we let God in, any place we learn in, any place we elevate can become a mini Mishkan too. Because building the Mishkan was, and always will be, the human act of inviting God in to dwell. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend, or rate, or do whatever you'd like. Shabbat Shalom. Have a great weekend.